Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of Sports Up. I know it's been a little while since we've had an episode. I think it's been about two weeks or so, but we're back. NBA Finals have finished up and the NBA Draft is tomorrow. We're recording this on Wednesday the 22nd. MJ, what are your thoughts on how the NBA Finals played out? Well, if you have any type of uh, LeBron slander or whatnot, it's voided for a little while because... I mean, the guy played great. The guy led every, all players in all categories. He, I think he finished, I think his per-game averages were almost 30 points, about eight assists, 11 rebounds, two steals and two blocks. He played him after the fourth game, which I think he kind of padded stats a little bit. Um, he played great. Kyrie played, played great, and the Warriors just kind of folded. Yeah. Uh, that death lineup didn't really work with the Cavs' length. Um, that transition game didn't work as well. And you see that the Warriors, especially with Bogut being hurt, Iggy was kind of hurt too. And then not having another big, that it was kind of ineffective. Uh, when they're not hitting that, when they're not hitting the threes or anything, there's, unfortunately, there's little that they can do otherwise. And the Cavs exploited it. And that's why the Cavs are champions. Yeah, I think they definitely outplayed Golden State in Game 7. But like you mentioned, Bogut was out. So then Kerr probably felt a little forced to play Verizhao and Azili a lot more than he normally would have. Although I think Azili might have been the lesser of two evils, minus that foul on a three-point shot there. But Verizhao was just extremely ineffective for Golden State. So like you mentioned... They didn't really have any big men that could protect the rim, and they really just couldn't keep Kyrie and LeBron from scoring because, you know, Kyrie went on a little bit of his own run there for a while, and I feel like that's really just what put Golden State under, and they couldn't come back from that. I Well, I, I don't know about the – the festive Azili didn't play well, especially in the, especially in the last game. They just had no help from the bigs whatsoever. It's to the point where, you know, Kevin Love was being aggressive and was just getting rebound after rebound. And then you had Tristan Thompson, who was averaging, I think, the last couple of games, 15 points, 11 rebounds himself. Uh, the Cavs, healthy, just negated. LeBron didn't really have to do it himself. I mean, he had Kyrie Irving, who was hitting clutch shots. Uh, he had J.R. Smith, who was healthy and he was hitting shots, too. The Cavs this year was just well-built to take on the Warriors. The Warriors have to figure something out, especially with Steph Curry. Steph Curry did not go over 20 points in six of the seven games. Right. He's going to have to – I mean, I don't know if he was right. I think the whole consensus is that his leg was still bothering him. Because uh, I was wondering the whole series why he couldn't take anybody off the dribble. It seemed like he was waiting for the screen to, you know, hoist up his threes and whatnot. Right. Uh, what he's going to have to do, he's going go to go more mid-range. Because when that three isn't falling, he, he's going to have to find somewhere else to score. I, if, if you saw, in the, if, I mean, if you watched the whole finals, it was either the three or he would he would take... 
reckless – well, not reckless, but, like, he would go in and drive for the layup and whatnot. Sometimes he would draw a foul, but sometimes he would miss. And then there's just reckless turnovers. Like, there's a point in, I think, either the third or the fourth quarter in the final game where he threw a behind-the-back pass right out of right out of bounds. Yeah, I think that was in the fourth, and it was pretty close to the end of the game. And it just – was a very sloppy game from Golden State. Although, you know, Cleveland did only win by, what, four points? So it was still a good game. But I think had Golden State kind of tightened things up and not had as many sloppy plays as they did, who knows, we could have seen a different outcome. Clay didn't really show up either the last game. And that hurt because he's usually the guy... I mean, when Steph is down, he got them going, and right. that didn't happen. It's just that they were rushing shots. They were just yeah. rushing shots all over the place. Uh, and even though Dray- Draymond went off, it's like he isn't the guy that can really carry the team because he has to be, you know, that their big two-way player, so he has to be going hard on defense as well, whereas, you know, Steph, they were definitely kind of trying to hide him on defense but they kept running screens to, you know, switch them on to LeBron or something like that. So they kept really just going right at Steph this game and for the majority of the series. Well, Steph is going to have to work on defense, too, because it seemed like every time that Kyrie got the ball, he would go right at Steph, including the last shot that sealed the game for Cleveland. That was a three right on Steph. So, I mean... I don't know what he's going to do with that. He's going to have to figure it out because, I mean, with the potential of the draft and whoever gets who and whatnot, Steph is going to have to sure that up. And Harrison Barnes was just terrible. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's. I mean, he hit a shot in the beginning of the, the seventh game and just did – it was just gone, just non-existent. Yeah, and – him and Azili are both free agents this summer, so it'll be interesting to see if they choose to keep at least one of them and which they go with. I don't know really what else they plan on doing to try and improve this roster. As we saw during the regular season, obviously they're a great team and they beat literally every single team in the league. So it's like we know Golden State can win games, but I think the fact that they did you know, push hard for that 73 and nine record probably wore them out before the playoffs. And, you know, going seven games with OKC wasn't easy for any of them either. So I'm not, you know, making excuses. It's just obviously at some point, Golden State just kind of lost their energy. And that's something they can't let happen again, especially in the finals. Well, the rumor is, uh, that they would be targeting Kevin Durant. In order for you to do that, you would you would have to let Azili and Harrison Barnes go. Right. And and from looking from like at capology and stuff like that, that's actually a very real possibility. I mean, Iguodala's already under contract, and he. I mean, I guess he would start, whatnot. But if if Kevin wanted to join, I mean, they could do it that way. Uh, they were also Link to early on Dirk Nowitzki, although I don't really know. I mean, he gives you shot. He gives you length, and he gives you 
a big man who could, you know, shoot down low. But I don't know if that really helps you or what your problem is going to be going against the Cavs again. Yeah, I don't think Dirk helps on defense, really, especially considering he's coming very close to retiring soon. Yeah, Dirk is Dirk is up there. He's 38. So I don't know. I, I don't really know how he's going to help you. Like, I, I think that you really need a legitimate big, I'm not going to say like Dwight Howard or anything like that. Well, I don't know, maybe. But uh, you need like a leg- at least because I don't know. I, I don't even know if they keep Bogut because uh, Bogut's been injured a lot. And I, you can't really count on him being healthy. You really right. need two legitimate bigs that when the going gets tough and you can't you can't hit those threes to give it down low and to get some easy buckets around the rim. That right. that's what they were lacking me the, the entire well, I would say the second half of, of the finals. And even even the uh early part of the against going against uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder that they exploited that. They exploited that to the point but the Cavs perfected it. Right. Well, why don't we go ahead and talk about the draft fairly briefly here. It's, like I mentioned, tomorrow. And Philly has already announced that they're going to be taking Ben Simmons with the number one pick. I know we've seen him before in a Lakers jersey and that sort of thing, but I really didn't expect Philly to take anyone else at the number one pick in the draft. And... I'm pretty positive that Lakers are going to end up taking Ingram with their number two pick. And I've been hearing some rumors that there could be a trade happening on draft night with D'Angelo Russell, some of the Lakers picks, and a few more Lakers players for Paul George. Who knows if that's true? I do really think it would be a mistake to get rid of D'Angelo Russell after one season, basically. But what I really want to know is, did you see the Foot Locker commercial with D'Angelo, Devin Booker, and Carl Anthony Towns talking to Ben Simmons about being in the NBA? I have not yet. I know you told me about it. Yeah, uh, it's go, hilarious. Go over, yeah. go over it like briefly. I, I'm, I'm not really sure what happened. So basically, you have... D'Angelo Russell, Devin Booker, and Carl Anthony Towns giving Ben Simmons some advice. And in order to essentially make fun of himself, D'Angelo asks Ben if he has a phone, and then he takes his phone and chucks it out the sliding door into the water and just says, trust me. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that uh, Nick Young would really find that funny right now. but uh... No, I think Nick Young had a tweet go out and it just said real funny. And that was it. Because, I mean, obviously Foot Locker didn't plan on Iggy breaking up with Nick, you know, the the day before the same week or whatever as their commercial being released. I'm sure this was filmed a little while ago and is just now being released because of the draft coming up. Yeah. That's hilarious, though. That, that's, that's, a good, that's a good branding right there. Uh, hopefully he doesn't do that. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't do that to any of his new teammates or whatnot. Yeah, and I think obviously, you know, D'Angelo is aware he made a huge mistake and, you know, he's what, 19? How many people have done stupid things when they were 19 or said stupid things when they were 19? I mean, he's quite literally practically still a kid. 
compared to, you know, these NBA vets and everything. And it's the same for a lot of these one and done players who are just moving on to the NBA right away. And yeah, but it's guy code too. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that, well, they don't misconstrue me to say that Nick, uh, Nick Young was right for cheating on Iggy. I'm not saying that. Right. Right. I mean, this guy basically had a wiretap on his, on his, uh, on his teammate. So, I mean, I don't know if that, that's not a, that's a little slippery slope there. I'm not saying that like, you know, put him in a separate locker room from now on. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's water on the bridge. I honestly don't know if the Lakers keep Nick Young anyway, considering how low his production has been the last couple of seasons. I don't, I don't, I don't foresee them. I just don't, I don't see it. It would be, it would be a shock to me, especially with the way that they're going. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it depends on what, you know, Luke wants. Yeah. So, I don't think, yeah, I don't think he's going to keep him around. All right, looking at the draft, um, we all know that the Sixers are going to pick Ben Simmons. That's another big, wow, that's another big guy. Uh, yeah. Big Simmons is about 6'9", 6'10". I thought, and this is still a possibility, I think that these Sixers are probably going to get rid of one of their big men. Um, right. I don't know if, well, you can't get rid of Embiid because uh, he hasn't played in two years, so you don't really know what you have. So it's either down to, you know, Okafor or Noel. Noel's a good, you know, rim protector, good rebounder. Okafor is going to give you points, obviously, but he's not a good defender. It's, it's literally a toss-up what you want to get. Lakers, now they've they've confirmed that they're going to pick Brandon Ingram, uh, Duke, Duke guy. He, he could shoot. He could flat yeah. out shoot it. Uh, I think he's going to fit well with those young guys. Um, if, I, I don't foresee the Lakers trading the draft pick. Plus, the Lakers have $28 million in cap room. So, I don't know. It, well, Yeah, I know the rumored Paul George trade was for, you know, like second round draft picks from the Lakers, not, you know, the number two picks. So, it'll be interesting to see if they end up trading any of those second round picks. I mean, would you trade for Paul George? I mean, you'd have to give some. Yeah, I think they were, the trade was D'Angelo, Lou Williams, and Brandon Bass, plus whatever draft picks for Paul George. And I think, you know, I liked Lou Williams as, you know, our sixth man because he was pretty consistent. But... I feel like getting rid of two veterans plus basically the best rookie we had last year and some draft picks just for one player is a bit too much considering, you know, they have tons of cap space and can just go get someone in free agency. Yeah. I mean, the Pacers, I, I they were wheeling the day. They got George T. They got, they get rid of uh, George Hill. Uh, apparently they're in the market for Kenneth Reed too. So they may be, they're, it looks like they're remaking that whole team. I don't know if they really go and get rid of their main guy, but if they will, right. But if you get Kenneth Reed, you get Teague. Well, you got George Teague. So I don't really see 
how D'Angelo Russell will fit because they both play point guard. Unless you're going to play two point guards, it doesn't make sense. But I think, I, yeah, like I said, I think the Lakers stay there. I think they're going to pick Brandon Ingram. The Celtics are going to be intriguing, though, because I don't think they stay here. I think they trade the third pick overall to someone. And I know that the rumors, the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, a lot of other guys, they have eight, they have eight picks. You got to yeah. get rid of one in order to take that next step to challenge the Cleveland Cavaliers. You got to get a real good veteran player. So I think they moved this pick here. Yeah, definitely. I'm kind of hoping, you know, with Philly and the Lakers already having their picks set basically that they're not going to really drag out that timer there on the draft so we can kind of get through you know the top 10 fairly quickly I don't know if I'll watch the whole thing tomorrow but I definitely am always interested in at least seeing you know the top 10 picks I well I mean if you look at how the NFL does it they they always drag it out yeah Uh, they, they always I have no idea I'm like you might as well just get up to the podium. We all know who you're picking and just Yeah, and with football it's even longer because there's so many more rounds too, because you know, football teams are obviously a lot bigger than basketball teams. Yeah. Uh it's just I don't know. Well, I have a feeling that we're gonna be we have a lot of time at the podium this year because there's gonna be a lot of trades. Uh, yeah. A lot of teams are gonna to jock in position to get, you know, Kevin Durant, uh well, LeBron's staying, so they could forget about that. And other, but briefly, I kind of want to talk about a trade that just happened not too long ago. The Knicks just got uh, Derrick Rose. Yeah, I just saw that too. Uh, wow. What are your thoughts? I mean, I honestly thought he was never going to leave Chicago because even though he's been injured a lot, I feel like the Chicago fans still really like watching Derrick Rose play. So it'll be interesting to see how he fits in with the Knicks and Carmelo and everything. And, you know, the Knicks haven't been too great, but obviously Porzingis is a big plus for them right now. And I think, you know... They needed a more solid point guard on their team, definitely. I I mean, people forget that he's only 27. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, he's hopefully, given his knees, he still has a lot of, lot of mileage left, hopefully. The Knicks gave up. They gave up Robin Lopez, Jeriah Grant, and Jose Calderon. But, you know, Jose Calderon, you know, he'll give you eight minutes yeah. off the bench. You know what I mean? Robin Lopez is actually a pretty good center. I think that he really improved last year uh, because uh, Joe Kim Noah is going to leave. And right. apparently rumor has it uh, that the Knicks are going to go after him and the Knicks are going to go after Paul Gasol. And then Dwight Howard came out today that he would like to join New York. Uh, so... This is the Bulls moving on from that Derrick Rose era. It is clearly Butler's team now. Right. Uh, I don't know how the Bulls are going to look next year, especially with you know Noah wanting to leave and whatnot. But, I mean, the Knicks with no draft picks, this is how you acquire talent. 
I think that, okay, well, you get you essentially get him for a one-year deal because he's a free agent next year. If he can give you something, it's well worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. I just don't know because the last few seasons he's been inconsistent. He hasn't been healthy. They're taking a it's a it's a low risk, high reward pick. But I mean, we'll see. I I'm I'm on a wait and see. He said that he wants to play on a big stage, and I don't really know towards the end there uh, how he really handled playing uh, for Chicago. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, more trades will unfold tomorrow during the draft as they usually do. So I will try to have those 30 for 30 OJ episodes watched by next week. This way, next week, maybe we can talk about that and go over the draft picks. We definitely need to, uh, we definitely need to talk about that a little bit. If you haven't watched it yet, you definitely need to watch it. It's probably one of the most well done documentaries I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of them. And, uh, this goes, this looks at the OJ case from both sides. It looks at OJ before. It looks at OJ after, and it's crazy after. So, I mean, definitely, I mean, it's on the Watch ESPN app now, so you can watch all five parts. Yeah, I think I just needed a little bit of a break from OJ after watching the American Crime Story, The People yeah. versus OJ Simpson. I was like, all right, need a little bit of a break, and I was not <laughs> expecting ESPN to you know, do this so soon after that. So... I know they're all on the ESPN app, so I'm definitely going to be checking those out. So it's what, five episodes? Yeah, it's five episodes. I think each one is an hour and a half, I think. Okay, so I'll do like one a day for the next five days or something, and that should be good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, as always, thank you to our listeners for checking us out again this week. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Take care.